I'm not trying to shade anyone's Instagram highlight reel here. All I'm saying is that there's one major problem with influencers that I just can't get over. And if you're following their lead and doing this to your audience, I need you to know that there is a better way. Never make these influencer mistakes. You've probably been told that content is key to growing your business, right? There are so many experts who spend a ton of time cranking out incredible content consistently, and yet they're broke. See, there's a huge difference in growing your following and growing your income. How do you create content in a way that actually gets you paid over and over again? Like turning every video into an army of salesmen that deliver your perfectly crafted message around the world, around the clock, perpetually, forever. I'm Marley Jacks, and you're listening to The VIP Code. At the beginning of my journey as an entrepreneur, I started looking at the most popular influencers in the world and analyzing what made them powerful and what made them boring. And I noticed that they all relied so heavily on small talk. They'd open up an Instagram story going, hey guys, it's so-and-so just popping in here to say, and they do the same thing with their YouTube videos, saying, hey guys, it's me, today's video is about blah, 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 just popping in real quick. You know what I have to say to that? Hashtag stop the pop. Stop popping in here real quick. Have you ever started a video by saying that? Hey guys, just jumping in, just hopping on, just, but do you ever ask yourself why you say that? Because do you actually talk like that? Or is it just because that's what everyone else does? And now that I've pointed it out, you'll start to be aware of it, whether you do it or see a lot of other people do it. And I wonder why we do it. If it's because we're just trying to amp ourselves up to get started or maybe being kind of passive or maybe even apologetic for taking up space on their newsfeed. They were saying, oh, don't worry, we'll just be really quick, just popping in, don't mean to be an inconvenience. But when we have conviction in our message and we know that we are showing up to impact our audience, we can lead right with the message instead of, hey guys, just popping in real quick. This is something that my audience, we actually have t-shirts now that say hashtag stop the pop. And it became a movement for our infinite impact army. Um, the shirts are available on our website if you're interested. And I'm not trying to shame anyone for doing it. I totally did it too until I realized it. But here's the truth. The people who are seeing those Instagram stories or Facebook lives from you are people who follow your movement and subscribe to your message. You don't have to introduce yourself every time or apologize for taking up their time. They know who you are and they want to be here. Go straight into that hook story offer, not just popping in real quick to hook story offer. Not only will it intrigue your audience to watch by starting off strongly with that hook, but it'll also instill you with more confidence. You're not apologizing for being here or for taking up time or space, and you're taking ownership of that time and taking your audience on that journey right away. So don't start off your personal story or vulnerable post by apologizing to your audience. Reel them in with a hook and dive right into that story so that you can drive the impact and the cash flow that your story deserves. I wanna encourage you to wake the fun up. Stop the pop, give up the small talk, say goodbye to the snooze fest in favor of deep conversations and meaningful storytelling. This is what truly connects people and increases your no like trust factor with your audience. 
this is how you're going to come up with your story inventory that you can reach into whenever you need to create a new piece of content or launch a new offer. How many of you have ever worn a shirt because of an emotional connection to what's on that shirt? but not because you needed that shirt. I really wanna know, tell me what you have or what the shirt was in the comments below and what the message was that got you intrigued. I wanna also encourage you to think about who are the people that you follow that have ever given you that message or that content that you really needed to hear. Can you name a person that has impacted you or what's the thing that they said to you or the thing you learned from them? Isn't it cool how we sign up for or invest in ourselves when it comes to personal development, but we're also learning from the people we follow who are influenced by and surrounding ourselves with, like how do you become that person for others? That every time they consume your content, it's a game changer for them. It's inspiring, it's installing new beliefs to support them on their journey to whatever success looks like for them. Isn't that an amazing feeling? Like when someone can say just the right thing in just the right way that impacts you and up levels you and encourages you to take action. We remember the people who their words are captivating. You've goosebumps just remembering the first time you started to see the world differently because they broke your false beliefs and showed you a new way, an opportunity switch. I wanna help make every single person here to be that person for somebody. Imagine when you have an audience of people who are hanging off your every word, jumping at every notification that you just posted or just released a new video or dropped a new podcast or launched a new funnel that they're begging to consume your content. The movement becomes bigger for you because they're spreading the message for you. They're raving about it to their friends and family or anyone that will listen, cha-ching, you have quality leads that close easily. And every launch is profitable and scalable. Sales are consistent and continuously increasing because of you. Who do you need to be to create that? To help you create that persona, the irresistible charismatic personality, first I have to show you what not to do. So to do that, I've created a few different content archetypes, some new friends to introduce you to. There are three of them, Barney for adults, the preachy kindergarten teacher, and the ghoster ex-boyfriend. Let's first start with Barney for adults. This is the content that's all statement and no substance, so it is fluff. This archetype came to me when I was watching a famous influencer rambling on video, being quite redundant in their message, and the language she was using was pretty passive, like the underlying message was positive. It was saying, believe in yourself, you can do anything. But because it was lacking that substance, it didn't hit home for me. It didn't tug at my heartstrings or leave me with a lasting impression, which led me to ask how much of the content being created that has the intention of being impactful, how much of personal development is just Barney for adults? So let's go through the profile of this archetype. Barney for adults. They just cut straight to the point without a story to bring the audience along a journey. So it doesn't provide an emotional shift along the way. Their language is pretty passive. It's the, hey guys, just popping in real fast or just wanted to let you know. I kind of test that if I can say something while shrugging, it probably feels too passive. Like just wanted to, I don't know. If you're too busy, maybe you could just like be impacted by what I have to say. If it's not too, too much trouble, I'm just wondering. Like when they're not being passive, they might be a little too flowery with their language too, to the point where they might be overly descriptive, which comes off as too much. And then we have a hard time believing that they believe in what they're saying. Here's how to not be Barney for adults. Be contrary to the status quo. Don't repeat or regurgitate things that are already being said. Have a contrasting view that you can share authentically. Like how many of you have seen a bunch of Gary V wannabes? He's got a powerful message and a powerful way of delivering it. And of course it's inspiring and influential. How many of those Gary V wannabes did you hear at some point regurgitating the message that 
You've got to stand out if you're going to make it in business. It's repeated because it's true and important, but how can you share that in a way that's your own, a new viewpoint? I think that's why people are coming up with this fluff and this Barney for adults style. They don't want to go deep. They'd rather just put surface level stuff out there because it's easy and it gives them a certain level of protection from failure and judgment. And they think that even if it's surface level, at least I'm publishing and that's good enough. Okay, the next friend to introduce you to here in the content archetypes is the preachy kindergarten teacher. She and Barney, they are really close friends. The teacher is a little more luxury, while Barney is more fluffy. The preachy kindergarten teacher is really good at putting her audience to sleep or losing them to the scroll because likely the next piece of content is a lot more entertaining than her. I called it the preachy kindergarten teacher because I imagined it being someone who's still a positive influence, but kind of in a too serious way at times. Like it's all statements with no oomph behind them or they're encouraging in a rah, rah, no substance kind of way. Basically, they speak in essays or very matter of fact, to the point, listen to me, but they try to do it in like a motivational speaker kind of way. Now there's a difference between motivation and inspiration. Motivation is external. Getting motivated is something acting upon us, but it can't act upon us 24 seven and you're not gonna be motivated 24 seven. Inspiration comes from within. Even if we've been inspired by another person or an external source, that inspiration is from an emotional shift inside. It can be called upon at any time because it's part of our identity. And you may need motivation to take action, but it's your internal identity that drives your habits that actually drives you to take action, which is where the preachy kindergarten teacher misses the mark. She's like in her formal speaking and essays kind of voice, telling you what to do, why you should do it without really telling you why you should care. She'd probably be really good at basic how-to videos like step one, step two, step three, you can do it. If your content is the same tone as someone saying like, you can do this, golly gee, this might be the preachy kindergarten teacher. You don't wanna be the preachy kindergarten teacher treating the audience like children or even worse, just plain boring them to tears. Your audience wants you to talk to them on a human to human level on the same level as them. Your audience wants to be able to relate to you. So talk to them like you talk to a friend. Also know your audience that you're speaking to, obviously not kindergartners. Anytime I'm creating content, I'm specifically thinking of who am I speaking to? Who is this content for? Who needs to hear this? Cause it's not as motivating and doesn't pull the best content out of you when in your mind, you're speaking to an inanimate object like your camera or your computer. Who's the person that needs to hear this message the most that you can speak right into their soul? A lot of the times I think about a specific client or a student or someone that I've been working with and know that what I have to share is really gonna provide a ton of value to them. When you have this person in your mind, it's received as if you're actually speaking to that person, that energy comes across on camera. It doesn't have to be a student or a client, it could be your best friend or your mom, someone that puts out some good energy for you. Okay, you ready for our third content archetype? Well, I gotta tell you where the idea came to me from and this is pretty hilarious. A couple years ago, I was dating this guy, just casual, a few little dates, but he doesn't call that often. When we do have dates, he's like 10 minutes late every time, so I'm kind of losing interest. Valentine's Day rolls around and he's like, hey, can I take you on a date for Valentine's Day? And I'm like, sure, sounds great. He says, cool, I'm gonna take you to this Italian place. Love Italian, sounds good. Well, a week before Valentine's Day, he calls me and says, hey, unfortunately the restaurant doesn't have anything available other than four o'clock or 10 o'clock for reservations. And I'm like, yeah, it's Valentine's Day. I'm surprised you even found anything available. Sure, grab whatever, four o'clock is fine, great. Three days before Valentine's Day, he calls and says, hey, so sorry, both of those reservations aren't available anymore. And in my mind, I'm like, yeah, it's Valentine's Day, high demand. You gotta swoop those up and if you waited this long, 
I'm not surprised. So I'm like, whatever, it's fine. Don't worry about it. He goes, no, 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 I still want to have Valentine's Day with you. What if I come to your house and I make you dinner? Sure, fine. Well, Valentine's Day rolls around. That morning he says, hey, how about I cook some of the salmon that you have in your fridge tonight? And I'm like, you want to come to my house and use my groceries to cook me? Okay, you know what? Sure, that's fine. Well, five o'clock rolls around. Salmon is thawed. He calls and says, hey, I'm just finishing something up at work. I'll be over in a bit. Seven o'clock rolls around. And I'm like, where is this guy? I'm getting hangry. And remember, like the last few dates, he's been 10 to 15 minutes late every time. Now it's been two hours. So I text him and he's like, hey, I just got caught up with something. I'll be right there. Eight o'clock. He finally strolls in. Guess what he says? Whew, what a day. The last thing I want to do is cook. I wanted to throw in the towel. At this point, I'm like, just go home. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. Oh, and let me also add that he did not have any chocolates or flowers or a card. Not that I need it. I'm not high maintenance in any way, but it was like, if you're going to be three hours late, you know, it might be just a nice touch. He goes, no, no, no. I still want to have dinner with you. What if we go to this, you know, steakhouse nearby? I'm like, no, it's still going to be like a three hour wait. It's Valentine's day. So he goes, okay, I'll order Uber Eats. Well, he's looking through and he goes, do you want Italian? Sure. How about pizza? I guess that's Italian. Sure. Pepperoni. Sure. All right. That's ordered. At this point, guys, I'm frustrated. I'm hangry. I'm so annoyed that he's three hours late and he hasn't even acknowledged it or apologized. I've got thawed salmon in the fridge. We went from Italian restaurant, Italian restaurant, a strange hour to cooked dinner at my house with my groceries to not wanting to cook to possible steakhouse to Uber Eats. Oh, where'd you order the pizza from? Little Caesars. Yeah. $5 hot and ready. My first Valentine's day as a single woman. On the inside, I am laughing so hard and texting my best friend, Nikki, like, you are not going to believe this. My best friend, Nikki, is a gourmet chef. So she looks at Little Caesars like pizza sauce and cheese on cardboard. She is just going to die when she hears this. After 20 minutes, I ask him, hey, can you check to see how far away the order is? How much longer? He opens the app. Oh, I forgot to hit send. So with that... I showed him the door. I had a great night. I had leftovers. I watched a movie. It was great. That was the last time I saw him, but not the last time I heard from him. This story inspired one of the content archetypes that I've created that helps my clients embrace their voice, show up powerfully, and turn their content into cash flow. I want to introduce you to the ghoster ex-boyfriend. He just pops in real quick, only when he needs something, only with a quick little call to action. Do you think that that call to action works? Nope, because he hasn't courted us. He doesn't nurture his audience, so he doesn't close any sales or anything else. He'll occasionally apologize in his content for not showing up enough. Do you ever see that? Videos that start with people that are like, hey guys, sorry I haven't been on for a while. Just wanted to come on here, pop in real quick and talk to you about, but really, like no one even noticed or missed him at all. This guy is inconsistent and needy and we don't want him for his little Caesar's pizza, am I right? So this one is a pretty easy one to explain after hearing my story. How do you not be this guy? Well, the fact that you're even here, <laughs> I know that you're not this person because everyone here watching this is a person of integrity and high values. The one thing that you can take away though is to make sure that you nurture your audience appropriately before a call to action. You don't swoop in for the kiss or ask them to marry you without dating them first. You gotta date your audience. Care about people, show up when you say you will, 
book your reservations in advance. Just kidding. That's nothing to do with this. But um, I'm so grateful to this guy for giving me such a good story to tell. I remember telling my assistant, Jennifer, this story. And she, I was like, I had the best Valentine's Day ever. And she's like, you're going to turn this into content, aren't you? Yes, I am. So would you rather make a difference in the lives of your audience rather than be one of those annoying characters I just told you about? Great. Here's how you do it. Think about your favorite movies, how they hook you in. They feature these unforgettable characters that we cheer loud for when they win, right? Think about the teachers that come to mind or the mentors in your life or what makes them unforgettable. And observe your own behavior in the content that you consume. Like what is it about that content that grabs your attention and hypnotizes you into pulling out your credit card to take the next step in the relationship with them by buying their stuff. Well, just like there's different genres of movies, you can create different types of content that appeal to different audiences and brings them closer to your message. So forget about just popping in real quick. Think about this. How much more revenue could you generate this year if prospects showed up to you on your sales calls or on your webinars begging to join your high ticket program because of how captivated they were throughout your content? Want to turn your YouTube channel into an endless source of fresh leads? Let us show you how to get daily hot leads, even if you don't have many videos or you just have a small following. This system works. We have an advanced private training that we would love to send you. It's a recording of an exclusive closed door event where we walked ambitious business owners like yourself step-by-step -step through our unique proven four-step YouTube lead machine system. The results of following this formula are astonishing. We have attendees generating thousands of dollars, tens of thousands of dollars in two days before they even had a handful of videos up. Other attendees have gone on to make millions from what they've learned. The content in this recording will set you apart from your competitors who are struggling with inconsistent ad platforms and are getting burned out creating endless influencer content that gets likes and shares, but no damn revenue. If you're ready to step up and start 3Xing your daily lead flow, just go to VIPLeadMachine.com and apply for access. The information we're sharing is so powerful we want to make sure it only ends up in the hands of business owners who are ready to use it. So head on over to VIPLeadMachine.com and apply to get your hands on the recording today.